pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Dan Bach talks to the biggest personalities in DFS, delivers commentary on the industry's most important topics, and gives you the advice you need to help build winning lineups. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head games, you are just going to lose. You didn't really think we were going to get rid of that, did you? Here's your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome. It's Dan Bach in the Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix for you on this Tuesday, post-Labor Day. Hopefully you had a nice little day off for yourself and the batteries are recharged because we got a huge week of Daily Fantasy ahead of us and uh, I'm here to help you guys prepare for, for your first year of Daily Fantasy football. If you're looking for baseball content, it's not going to be here. you got to go check out the morning grind. Stevie should have you covered with that. Uh, for me today, though, I want to talk about what we can expect, what you need to know as players, both from a content side and from um, a, a player side. Maybe this is your first year playing daily fantasy football. Maybe uh, you forgot you know, some of the things that you need to know while playing daily fantasy football. That's what I'm going to try and cover here today and uh, also let you know about just a ton of cool stuff that we've got going on at Grinders here uh, coming up this week. So uh, that is what we've got on tap for you. Big thanks to our friends over at Fantasy Draft. And uh, make sure you make that deposit. Promo code GRINDERS. This football season, uh, I believe, I believe they're the only one that's running a Survivor contest. Now, I know FanDuel has their Survivor pick contest. But from a fantasy perspective where you enter a team and then you compete uh, the following week and the following week, I believe Fantasy Draft's the only one doing this. And uh, they've got a $40,000 five-week super survivor where the top 70% will advance each round. And uh, again, what I like to call one of the best bang-for-your-buck tournaments you're going to have in DFS. You pay $33 and you you get in the top 70, you play play again next week. Do you have to pay another $33? Uh Uh-uh. You don't. So you're building a team on that one entry until it gets to that final week. So 40k up for grabs in that one. And then their half million dollar NFL championship week one qualifier. Uh, it's, um, again, $150 buy-in this week. And that will get you into, I believe, the field of 50 to compete for that half million dollar prize. It's going to be an online tournament. And, of course, lots of other GPPs, including the Running Gun 200k Sunday-only tournament. Uh, so make sure if you are playing MLB, this is a great time of year to kind of chase some of those tickets because you usually can get some good value on it. Uh, chase some tickets to some of these other tournaments for NFL, whether it's on Fantasy Draft or the Million Makers on uh, DraftKings or FanDuel. That is definitely kind of what I like to do because I admittedly am kind of checked out of baseball here. And uh, it, you might have seen that college football came back. And I have been nose to the grindstone in terms of trying to grind out our college football package. 
And for those of you who have sub subscribed, thank you so much for that. And uh, I'm excited about the content that we're providing, and I think it's just going to get better and better. We were caught off guard that they were even going to offer it, but we knew we wanted to do something for you guys, and uh, that's what we came up with. And uh, and proud of the team we have on that one. Uh, Head Chopper had a great week. STL Cardinals had a great week. I think it was uh, a uh, Andy. He uh, ended up uh, winning, I think, 10K in the Showdown series, and he's doing our Showdown uh, content. So uh, we've got the best of the best doing that. So for me, that was where kind of my attention had to turn is organize and start doing content for that. And with that, it's kind of baseball's fallen by the wayside. But for me, uh, to get some of these tickets, I'm going to be firing out there in these MLB and CFB queues for uh, NFL tickets because that's it's kind of fun. So, uh, but I'll be relying on Roto Grinders content because I am out of the MLB loop. There is no question about that. Uh, but let's talk about this NFL season because there's a lot of stuff that uh, I think we need to get to. And I want to start with our premium content on Roto Grinders. We've obviously rolled out um, the red carpet this year in terms of what we're providing, more stuff than ever before. Obviously, I kind of handle the media aspect of Roto Grinders, and I just launched the media schedule here uh, yesterday night and again seven days worth of content for you if you're a premium subscriber you're getting extra shows today for example the aggression to the mean nfl analytics show only for premium subscribers we've got matt kelly from the roto underworld i think i mentioned this before on the podcast but super excited to have him involved on rg this year this guy is just he is just awesome he is just so entertaining uh, in, in the way that he does his content and super informative as well. So we've got him for three pieces of content a week. Obviously, we've got the Swolecast once again coming back for you. And uh, Sunday mornings, we've got two free shows. So we still got the free shows. And then we've got one premium hour and then another 45 minutes on crunch time right up until roster lock. So hour and about 45 of premium content on Sunday morning to go along with two hours of free stuff. And yes, you're getting... Your Wood Show, Eric Crane, Andy Means, and Big T will be there with you uh, to kick things off on Sunday mornings. So uh, really excited about that offer. If you're not a premium subscriber, again, you can try it for free, seven-day free trial. I think you'll really enjoy it. You basically get a week worth of NFL content for free when you do that. So use that free trial, see what you're getting. And of course, I've been talked about Lineup HQ, which has got a complete makeover. It's got such a big makeover. I don't even know all the bells and whistles we have, uh, but Britt Devine has really been working alongside the development team in terms of uh, kind of hammering some of the specifics out on this one, and he's going to actually run a kind of webinar uh, coming up tomorrow. I think we're going to do it in the afternoon before the early shows, like 3 o'clock-ish, and he's going to go through and basically show you how to use this, answer any questions you guys have regarding the new lineup HQ, and... Uh, and again, show you all the new features. Uh, I know they've got a stack sh shopping feature, which is pretty cool, where you basically can just pick out what kind of stacks you want. Like, oh, I want uh, a quarterback and you know two running backs, or excuse me, quarterback and two wide receivers from a team. Well, it'll give you what we view as the top stacks of the week for you to choose from. Or you could say, I want a quarterback, a wide receiver, and then a wide receiver from the opposing team. Boom, done. Uh, really kind of innovative stuff to kind of allow you to get your lineups uh, much faster. And I'm 
I'm really excited about it. So uh, definitely we'll have that coming up for you on Wednesday. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this year in fantasy football. I mean, this is uh, obviously every year is big, but this year's looking, you know, bigger than last year. I don't know if it is, but it feels like it is. And I think a lot of it has to do with kind of the uh, the gambling side of things, FanDuel and DraftKings. You know, they, they have more reasons now to market than ever before because not only they're trying to build a fantasy brand up, they're trying to build a sports betting brand up. So, uh, you know, there's ancillary benefits from advertising nationwide for them that they really didn't have last year per se. And uh, I think what that's going to do is it's going to bring a lot of people, new people into the ecosystem. It's going to make the games uh, a lot softer. And that's good for you guys, the experienced player. So first thing I want to talk about is cash games. Um, and some of this you might realize, but some of this might be new to you guys. But first and foremost, the one thing when you do when you make your cash games, as always, is do not worry about what other people are doing. Ownership does not matter in cash games. If it's a 50-50 or a head-to-head -head or a, even a three-man, I kind of call up to five-man's kind of cash games. I don't really don't care what my opponents are going to do. Uh, I'm just building what I view as the complete optimal lineup for a given slate. And uh, that should be the first and foremost thought that goes into your head when building those lineups. The second thing um, I think you got to look at, again, with cash games, is the difficulty of them. You know, they're not as easy as they used to be. So for me, I always try to find the single entry 50-50s are games that I think that I like to play. I don't, I would never really, I don't really play the multi-entry 50-50s at all. I think they're a bad bet for you, honestly, because uh, not only are you facing sharp players in these things, but you're facing sharp players who are entering like five or ten of the same lineup, and you know that's just going to be harder for you to compete against sharp players as opposed to a single entry contest where you know if you've got five, let's say you got five thousand entries, or we'll make it simple, you got a thousand entries in a tournament, and everybody has one entry. You know, you're you're only facing against one of those lineups for sharp players, where in the 50-50, if it's like five entry or 10 entry max, they're going to put five or 10, they're going to max out. The top cash game players are going to do that. And I don't want to face those guys and have them take up that much more of the entry pool. So for me, single entry 50-50s or double ups, it's got to be that. Otherwise, I, I pretty much won't play. And then the other thing, of course, is, you know, trying to um, uh, figure out your opponent's diversification. And for me, the one thing that I almost always do when I'm posting head-to-head -head games is I I think it's silly to be posting like a hundred one-dollar games or fifty-two-dollar games or whatever, even ten or twenty. If you want your games to be selected by people in the lobby who might not know how good you are. The best thing you can do as a player is post those games one at a time. If you do that, they'll get picked up a lot faster than if you post 20 $10 games up there. Because if you're a new player and you come to a site and you look at it and say, hmm, who would I rather face? The guy who has only got one game posted or the guy who's got 20 of this game posted. It's got times 20 next to their name. Which one do you think newer people are going to want to play? The answer is clear. They're going to play the guy who's only got one game out there. 
because naturally it looks like they're less experienced. They don't know what they're trying to do. So for me, I found that I get way better diversification in my opponents and not just saying like trying to, you know, scoop new opponents. I'm fine facing whomever, but for me, um, I think that ultimately you're going to probably get a lot more inexperienced players by posting games one at a time. So that is certainly my advice uh, for you cash game players. And you'll, I think you'll see games get picked up much faster as well when you do that. So it's kind of a process though. You got to stay up on top of it. You got to, you know, keep re recap or resetting and, and seeing, you know, what's been picked up and what hasn't. But uh, definitely one really good piece of advice that, uh, that I've been leveraging for a while. Uh, and then the other thing is, you know, uh, don't be afraid to use those blockers. It doesn't behoove you to play the best players in the world um, in cash games. I mean, it's a losing proposition. Maybe 50-50. Maybe it's 45-55. Just doesn't doesn't do you. Doesn't doesn't work for your bottom line. So don't be afraid to use that. And for me, I really like playing the three-man games. Now, I've talked about it plenty of times here. I think the setup for three-man games are are really um, really flawed, just because you get always have sharp players who just kind of jump in all the three-man games, and then it kind of sucks. You can't get the opponent diversification which you want. And uh, you know, I've levied suggestions to sites. Oh, it's a great idea. I just don't know if it's going to get uh, you know if, if it's going to be you know, prioritize. I, I get it. I get it. So the best advice I can give you if you want to play three-man games would be to jump in those late because naturally you get a lot of people right before roster lock who uh, want to kind of, you know, get some cash out there. A lot of the tournaments might be filled, so they're looking for whatever they can. So I think you're going to find a lot softer audience the final hour and 30 minutes before roster lock than you will on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. So that's my advice, especially don't be afraid to kind of jump in, you know, some of these smaller tournaments later. We'll get to tournament talk here in a moment, but uh, definitely like I feel like the softest action in DFS is coming to the site right before roster lock. There's no doubt in my mind. So, uh, you know, leave that time to be entering, you know, some cash games, even posting cash games. Like that's another time where, Again, there's uh, there, there's just new people who are just going to grab whatever games they can find. So uh, so that is definitely a good spot for you. All right, now getting to tournament play. Uh, I think um, one of the things to consider here, and this kind of has to do with cash games as well, is don't be afraid to play the early only slate or the late only slate. Some of those those slates are honestly I think a little bit easier to play than the full all-day Sunday slate just because you've got less uh, less noise you've got less situations to worry about and you're gonna have some obvious quote-unquote plays that a lot of people are just going to miss and it's gonna put you in a really really good spot so uh, I found myself having a lot of success in like afternoon only or early only and um, I, I think that they're under under-discussed, to say the very least. I think that there's probably not enough content that focuses on those. I'm not talking about Showdown because that's a different animal. We've got content for that. Everybody does, and, you know, that's different than what I'm talking about here. I'm talking morning, or like 1 o'clock games or 4 o'clock games. 
Um, so don't be afraid to play those. Again, I think that there's real opportunity there. And especially if you are smart about how you build your teams, you build in some correlation where where it has to be. Uh, I think a lot of people will overlook certain plays there. So I love playing those slates. That's one of my favorite. Now, um, in terms of like full GPPs, uh, for me, and it kind of goes along with what our lineup builder is kind of moving towards a little bit, is if you're playing a large field tournament, um, you've got to have some built-in correlation. Like I, I talked to Head Chopper about this the other day, and he said that he doesn't really build an NFL tournament lineup where his quarterback is not correlated with at least one pass catcher. And I think he's right on that move. I mean, I'd be very curious to see what, you know, top 10% lineups, uh, not even top 10%, probably top 1% of lineups, because that's a GPP winning lineup, uh, have a quarterback wide receiver correlation built in. I should probably get our... Uh, our analytics teams to look at that because I'm betting that it is a huge, huge number. And it's such a simple thing to do because basically you're telling yourself, well, if said wide receiver goes off for two touchdowns, I'm getting at minimum, at minimum two touchdowns from my quarterback and probably maybe another one or two beyond that. So that's why you have that, that correlation between a pass catcher and a quarterback. Now, I don't think you have to run back the other side. Um, obviously, there's a lot of reasons for that. If you get a game that goes crazy, you have it stacked up, you're in a really good position. But I don't think that's a required um, thing to have in your lineups to win. I think having a quarterback-wide receiver combination in some form, whether it's a tight end or a wide out, is probably pretty smart. So that's you know kind of advice number one. Number two, uh, for me, you know, I love playing the qualifiers, but, you know, they are something that will drain your bankroll, especially the high dollar ones. So for me, my favorite things to do are playing the limited entry cues. And uh, for example, the um, King of the Beach over there on DraftKings, not as big as what you're going to get, obviously, in their world championship, but... I believe all the qualifiers are five entry max. So building five entries is not too many for me to build. And it's also not like you're competing against people who can build 100 or 150 lineups. Even on fantasy draft, you know, their week one qualifier, nine entry max there. Uh, feels like a lot, but it's not that many. Like even if I'm building just two, I don't feel like I'm at a severe disadvantage where in like a FanDuel queue, where if I build two lineups and somebody's got 150 that they get to build, ooh, like that's a, that's a tough spot to be in. So that's what I'm really like doing is playing the the entry max qualifiers and same with the entry max tournaments, the three entry max, the single entries. Uh, that is something that I try to focus on. Now there's a lot of people who do well in mass multi entry, and if that's what you are good at, I highly consider you to 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 stay on that because. There's definitely soft games in tournaments. I mean, naturally, like as, as bad of a value as the Millie Maker is because of the top-heavy payout, you're also getting incredibly soft fields because a lot of people are just chasing a million bucks. They're throwing their entry in there, and, and they don't even know what they're doing. So you do get softer competition in those type of contests. But when they're that top-heavy, 
you know, you really need to have a big score to justify the amount of money that, that you put into it. So again, what I usually do, I try to chase tickets. Um, and honestly, what a lot of times what I do is I build all my three entry max, single entry contest. Maybe I'll have 15 entries for a week. And I usually try and put those in the Million Maker, especially if I have tickets to do. Because the one thing that will grind your gears till the end of time is for you to have a lineup that you entered in all these different tournaments and you don't put it in the Millie Maker for 20 bucks and it would have binked a million dollars. Believe me, it's, it's it's terrible. It's it's terrible when that happens and you would have binked $5,000 or $20,000. It's particularly horrible when it's a million. Now, if you're building 150 lineups for the Minimax tournament, where it's like a dollar entry or whatnot, and you want to max that out, I have no expectation of you guys to be taking that 150 and put them in the Millie Maker. I'm talking more about the, if you're if you're rolling anywhere from five to 10 lineups, um, probably might be worth trying to chase some tickets, use some points, uh, just because that opportunity might pass you by. And uh, that would be heartbreaking. Or at least, at the very least, whatever you do, do not look and see what that winning score is on the Millie Maker. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, so uh, that's definitely some of my tournament advice. We're going to have crazy overlay here this opening week. I mean, I think all the sites usually have it. You know, I'm looking at FanDuel. I mean, their Millionaire Sunday Million contest this week is a $9 entry with a $1 million first place prize. Now, of course, giving 25% of the prize pool to first place, I'm not a fan of, but obviously they're doing it because they want somebody to walk away with a million bucks. Um, it's at 100,000 entries of 529,000, so they need 429,000 entries uh, between now and Sunday at 1 o'clock. They're actually probably trending better than I expected them to, and with uh, but if there is overlay there, that's a great opportunity for you get, to get extra value on your uh, contest entries. So we usually see a lot of it uh, the first week, and I don't think it'll be very different potentially this year. So take a look at that as well. In terms of like playing multiple sites, like I, I think you can do it. You just got to be smart about it and get your work done early in the week. Like if you're scrambling to play draft and fantasy draft and FanDuel and DraftKings and Yahoo, you're going to drive yourself completely insane. And, you know, there's some news in NFL that can swing. And I think maybe looking at the, the situation um, and trying to figure out, okay, like the San Francisco running back, are we going to have clarity on who's the starter? Is it going to be Brietta? Is it going to be Alf Morris? Like, are we going to, is there going to be a last second, you know, Le'Veon Bell? Is he going to start? Is he not going to play? Does James Conner suddenly become available? You know, some of those questions, if we come into like Friday and we don't have answers to these things, be smart about it because you've got to make wholesale changes across all your lineups. Because think of it this way, if Le'Veon Bell doesn't start week one, if they say, no, he's not prepped, he's not ready, James Conner becomes almost a must play in cash games and a guy that you're going to want in your GPP lineups as well because he's going to be so freaking cheap out there. So... Uh, if you spread yourself too thin, you're not going to be able to make the updates 
needed. And um, not all, like a lot of weeks, there's just not that much stuff that, that happens. Now there's other weeks where Leonard Fournette is suddenly inactive and you're scrambling. But I think most of those situations with today's news reporting are fewer than fewer and far between. Like maybe one or two a year will have. Um, week one's a little bit different, especially when you've got injuries and you know contract holdouts and whatnot. So uh, just keep that in mind. Like you've got a lot of places you got to go and make your edit. So if you build 150 lineups on FanDuel, 150 lineups on DraftKings, another 20 on Fantasy Draft. Another 10 on, on Yahoo. That's a lot to have to update. And yes, we've got tools that make it easier, but still really, really, really difficult. So um, definitely be, you know, be careful of that and manage your, your time and your bankroll appropriately. And that's the last thing is don't over leverage your bankroll. It's one week. We've got 17 of these plus playoffs. Uh, you know, don't blow your load here right off the right off the bat I mean things can go wrong and you could lose a lot of money first week so be smart about it. I know we're all excited about this we know there's overlay opportunities out there but uh, don't whatever you do overextend your bankroll ever but it feels like something that you need to tell people for week one because there's just so much excitement around it so um, definitely keep that in mind. Uh, in terms of like ownership and in that, uh, looking at week one, again, there's still some news that we're waiting to come out. I don't think it's going to be overly chalky. Like just looking at things, for example, like Keelan Cole on FanDuel at min salary. I mean, I think this is a, a great spot to face. And this is, this is where... You've got to have a tournament mentality. If you're playing cash games, you just got to think about things differently. Because at 4,500, you're probably playing him in cash and just saying to yourself, okay, like I'm going to eat the chalk here. He's min salary. He's technically their number one wide receiver. I kind of have to play him. But I think you can also in GPP with a guy like Keelan Cole ask yourself, okay, he's probably going to be 30% owned in tournaments. Um Yes, technically he's their number one, but there's no saying that D.D. Westbrook or Dante Moncrief aren't going to have a bigger role in this than Keelan Cole. That is not out of the realm of possibility at all. We haven't even had a, a, a real game without Marquise Lee here. So you have to ask yourself, like, use your head and try to weigh what's the likelihood that Keelan Cole's going to break the slate versus him having a subpar game, and what advantage do you gain between one or the other? And I think he's probably going to be a fade for me on FanDuel in GPPs, which is weird and hard. And this is the the difficult thing about DFS is to be like, okay, I've got him in my cash games. I want him to do well there. But, you know, for me to do better in GPPs, I'm going to fade this guy who's going to be the highest owned player. And that's something that I still kind of struggle with because you just have to kind of look at things completely as, you know, two different entities here um, when you're, you know, building GPP and, and, and cash lineups. But he's like the first, and, and you know, you get those situations a lot, but I think this is one that we can really potentially leverage week one in tournaments because we just, we just don't know. We don't know how effective he's going to be as a number one and um again unless he goes for like 20 fantasy points at min salary i don't think he busts the slate i don't know that he's gonna do that 
So if he goes for four fantasy points, I'm way ahead of the field. So he's kind of looking like a number one target for me as a chalky option to potentially fade because I don't think I don't think we're going to have crazy chalk here outside of him. You know, obviously the James Conner situation is one to monitor. The San Francisco running backs are kind of exciting, but then you look at the matchup versus uh, Minnesota and it's kind of like meh. So, um, you know, that's again, it's a little bit early in the week to be figuring it all out and solving the puzzle, but uh, that's the one thing that really, uh, you know, kind of I noticed while taking a first look at some of the uh, salaries for this first week. So that is what I got for you in terms of like a quick rundown of what we need to know this NFL season. If you've got questions, uh, we'll certainly have the answers. We've got tons of Roto Academy courses. Notorious is heading that up and uh, doing a great job with that. So I know for CFB, if if the college football package is too expensive for you, and admittedly, it is not a cheap package, okay? It's not for everyone. Um, if you're a $10 a week player, it's probably not the thing for you. But if you're a $10 a week player, you might watch the, I think, $9 Roto Academy course that me, Chopper, and STL Cardinals did discussing our strategies to playing uh, daily fantasy college football. That's a worthwhile investment. Uh, you can watch it back forever. And uh, and pretty much you know follow along in in terms of what we uh, what we think not on a given week but just how to play the game in general. So I'd recommend that if you're looking at that college football package and saying eh, it's just a little bit too much for me, DB. Uh, but we've got those for NFL as well, and uh, and of course uh, again just a reminder our lineup HQ uh, gonna do that seminar tomorrow. I'm gonna say three o'clock. So keep your eye out on that to kind of help you out this NFL season. But I am out of here for today. Thanks so much for listening. Check out Fantasy Draft. Tons of good stuff happening over there this football season. Love the way that they've got their uh, game set up. Players first, their mentality. And uh, I think they're running some uh, rape-free head-to-heads as well. You can't beat that. So uh, head on over to Fantasy Draft. Make that deposit. Play today. And thank you again for downloading. Make sure, if you haven't already, go and find the Daily Fantasy Football Podcast feed on iTunes. Subscribe to it again. Leave a review for it again. That is where all of our NFL content is going to be outside of Stevie, of course, on the morning grind. He's going to be doing his Thursday show as always talking NFL on that show. Does a great job with that one. But uh, besides that, almost all of our other NFL content will be on the Daily Fantasy Football feed. So check that out. Make sure you get it in your iTunes feed. Uh, I'm out of here. Thanks again and talk to you soon. See you. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. 
Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 US only. 